Welcome back to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Today's guest is Champaign County Board Member Jenny Lakshin. She is running for re-election, and I am grateful she took the time to talk with me today. Hi, Jenny. Hi. Let's get into the county board in a second. First, tell me about you and your history. Well, actually, I grew up in the suburbs of Houston, Texas, but my father is from the Chicago suburbs. So we took lots of trips up to Illinois when I was a kid and I've always loved it up here. I love having seasons. I love just the variety that I didn't really get in Texas. So I graduated from the University of Texas, but my future and now husband, Mike, who also graduated from Texas, was from this area as well. So we decided after college, we'd move to Chicago together. We spent a decade there. And then when it was time to settle down and raise a family, we decided that rather than move out to the Chicago suburbs, we'd rather move someplace that felt like home. And for us, that was Champaign. Mike is a townie. He emigrated here actually from Russia with his family in the 1980s. So the joke is that our kids on his side are fourth generation townies, but first generation Americans. So my son Dexter is 13 now. My daughter Nina is eight. We have been living here since 2010 and just love it. We had a real community here and it feels like home. I met you through your activism and you held leadership roles within Illinois in the CU chapters of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. When did that begin for you? And what about that topic drew you to really put boots on the ground? For every mom's volunteer, there is a story that pushed them to get active. For me, it was the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando in 2016. That's how it is for so many of our volunteers. There's this mass shooting that makes the news and pushes you to act. And then you start to understand that there are so many shootings that don't make national headlines, but they're just as devastating for the communities that they occur in. So for us, you know, we have a David Sankey, Rashidi Overstreet, we have Joanna Cowart-Williams, and there's dozens of these preventable homicides, preventable firearm suicides that also disproportionately affect the rural communities, the suicides. That's what keeps me involved with moms is the local aspect and understanding what's happening here in town. And I keep working with moms to support these families and help them with the effects of the losses of their loved ones. Are you frustrated at the lack of urgency on this issue on the federal level? Absolutely. Public health districts across the country have declared this a national health emergency. The lack of action, the stalling, everything that should be getting done that's not getting done on a federal level, as well as down to the local level, is endlessly frustrating. There's so many preventable losses that have happened due to this lack of action. And that's kind of what has propelled me to get involved, even in my little local way. I appreciate everything you do. Let's talk about politics now. You've been an active Democrat volunteer for a long time. What made you decide to actually run for office? I never thought I would run for politics. I never thought I'd run for anything. It really is just a slippery slope, though, because you go from oh, I could write postcards for this person to all of a sudden there's this open seat on the county board and I guess it couldn't hurt to apply. Seeing what's been happening in the country since 2016 really propelled me forward as well. Seeing some of the people who have been able to win seats in Congress with the way that they behave and the things that they stand for has shown me that there is a need for people who stand for the progressive values that I stand for to step up in these seats and do something when you think there's somebody, but there's not always somebody, maybe that's you. I don't think I would have considered a run for office or applying for an empty seat either, had it not been for people reaching out to me and telling me, 
hey, I think you'd be a good fit for this. So if there's somebody who you know, who you think should be in a leadership position, I would say, give them that push and let them know that you think they should step up because you never know what that will send them into. And this is your first election, correct? You were slated last time? Yes. I have never run for election for anything before. I was slated into the seat I'm in now. So I was elected by just precinct committee people. This is exciting and new for me, but as I run for office representing District 6, this is still what I'm actively doing. Tell me about your district. It doesn't necessarily have to be exact parameters, but what is the general area of where you represent? District 6, as it's drawn right now, is a broad slice of north and west Champaign. You're in neighborhoods north and west, so it's a lot of very residential areas. You've got Garden Hills down to the Kirby and Mattis area, which is where I live. I'm very fortunate that I represent this district with Samantha Carter, who is a Garden Hills resident. And also a local business owner and single mom, and she is a force for District 6 as well. I know this is a sticky issue because you're still currently working with Darlene Kleppel and Steve Summers is running to replace her. Let's just take this in another direction. Why is it so important in general just to keep the county board in Democrat hands? Just trying to get an understanding myself of what it is the executive does, because not a lot of counties work under the executive function of board management, I suppose is a way of bloody putting it. They're kind of like a mayor or a governor overseeing the county's facilities and highways and bridges and zoning and all that. They need to be somebody who is willing to listen to and compromise with the county board. It's a lot like the president and Congress working together. It's important to us to keep it in Democrat hands because if we want to see progressive takes on zoning and environmental rules, and see that the residents that are appointed to the boards in the county reflect the majority of county residents, and to be sure that the ARPA funds that we're working with, which is a big deal right now, the American Rescue Plan Act funds, we want to see that those benefit the most members of the county as possible. We need to make sure we have a Democrat in the Office of County Executive for that reason. Every county board member, once they get on the board, has to choose committees that they sit on. How did you choose yours, and which ones are you active in? I will say that I did not get to choose mine as somebody who was slated to the board. I was slated to the committee that Deshaun Williams, whose seat I now occupy, was serving on. And Deshaun was on the facilities committee. I work with the facilities committee to manage safe and secure facilities for the county. That being said, it is really important to me that I'm on the facilities committee because one of the things that I was very excited to work with the board on was closing the downtown jail here in Champaign County. So the facilities committee has been instrumental in working to come forth with a plan that the board was able to vote forward to close that inhumane, unsafe facility, which is now what we are moving forward with. What else would you like to accomplish in your time on the board? The biggest thing right now is the ARPA funds. I mean, that's something that nobody in the country has any real previous experience with, and it's pretty unprecedented and likely to happen again to have this kind of funds come to us from the federal government that we are able to benefit Champaign County with. And to be able to work with county residents, with other board members to find projects that we can fund with that money to better the lives of Champaign County citizens has been incredible. And it's something that I look forward to continuing to do. When us lay people watch county board meetings, 
It's really frustrating that some members on the other side of the aisle just seem to be obstructionist and, from my point of view, just want to hear themselves talk. Would you say that the contentious relationship between Democrats and Republicans on the board has gotten better or worse? You know, for me, it's been fairly steady. I've been on the board for about a year now. I feel like COVID contributes a lot to it because when we're not in the same room face-to-face, it can be tougher over Zoom to understand that we need to let each other speak and that we need to give everybody in the room an equal voice and opportunity to make themselves heard. It's tough when you definitely feel like there are some who just want to talk to hear themselves speak. There's no real moving forward of the conversation. I like to remain polite and genial and allow the conversation to move forward. I will only contribute if I have something to add And so sometimes I may sit back and remain quiet on a conversation because, you know, I know that somebody in my party has already said what I wanted to say. I don't need to raise my hand and say, oh, yeah, just what he said. But let me tell you about it for another six paragraphs. So now that you're on the county board and you're on the other side of it, you're not a viewer, you're a participant. What has surprised you or what is news to you that you're on the inside now? That what we just spoke about, the animosity that I've experienced is very new to me and surprising, frankly, that people who are working together at the same level of government can't work together in a more genial way. I would like to think that I offer respect to the board members across the aisle from me and hope that they would do the same for me. But I've seen it happen where somebody who I thought respected me has turned around and applauded something that hurt me deeply I've been very surprised just to see that in action, like to be on the receiving end of that kind of behavior. Your personality and demeanor strikes me as somebody who, even if you're in line at the grocery store and a constituent recognizes you and wants to tell you something, what is it likely that that person is going to tell you? What are the number one things you hear from your constituents? Lately, it's been hot button issues. (laughs) The things that we hear from people a lot on are things like, the county jail. One of the things that came up a lot recently was a resolution that was going to be sent to Governor Pritzker to stop utility shutoffs in the state of Illinois during COVID, because that was something that was in place that expired. And we're asking for that to be continued. The kind of thing that somebody who is in my district that is a concern is something that's going to benefit all of the people of Champaign County. They tend to be a very generous bunch. What are some of the things you hear from constituents? Are they mostly complaints or are they telling you things they would like to see happen? What do you hear from people? Most of what I've heard at this point is positive input. I feel like a lot of people don't really understand government at the county level or even know who their county board representative is or like what they could do for them. I don't hear from a lot of people on a lot of issues, especially You know, like you say, somebody walk up to me in the grocery store. That's never happened. Nobody's recognized me as a member of Champaign County government. Most of what I hear from people is positive in that they're people who are aware of government and are aware of what we're doing and say, you know, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for taking the time to research this issue. Thank you for understanding what it is that I'm coming to you for. And even the people who I've spoken with who have called about issues where I disagree with them, we're able to talk civilly and understand each other and see where we're coming from and say, thank you for taking the time to listen to me and thank you for taking the time to understand what I'm saying. So it's nice 
to be able to have those conversations. And it's nice that there are people who are active in care. And I, I just would hope that more people in Champaign County take an interest in who is serving them on the board. There are those of us who want to stay on the sidelines and do postcards and lit dropping and phone banking. If somebody is listening to this or they really want to get involved, what's the best way for people to help you? I think that postcard writing and lit dropping and phone banking, all of those things are absolutely beneficial and they all serve their part in every election. Agreeing to host a sign in your yard, things like that, donating to a campaign. I would say reach out to the campaigns that are talking about the things that interest you. If you're somebody who wants to make sure that a woman always has a right to choose, look for the candidates who are supported by Emily's List and groups that back that choice. See what candidates you can support locally that do that work. They are not going to be shy about letting you know what they need. So if you get on that candidate's email list or you follow them on social media, they are going to tell you about every opportunity that they have for volunteers. And I would say also don't be shy because there are always going to be trainings. So if you want to say, oh, I've been knocking on doors, but now I guess I could try phone banking, but that sounds scary. They're going to tell you how to do it. They're going to provide you a script and they're going to make it as painless as possible. I have to ask Jenny one more question. One county board member right now, the minute they start talking, you just step back and think, you're always amazing. Who are you in awe of on the county board? That's a tough one because there are so many members of the county board that I have a lot of respect for. I would say Dr. Fortado is amazing. Stephanie knows everything there is to know about county board finance. She does the research. She speaks to everybody she needs to speak to, to make sure that everybody on the board is as fully prepared as they can be before every vote. And she's our finance chair. So that's you know something that is expected, but she goes well above and beyond anything that I would want to prepare us for every vote. Thank you for listening to I Have to Ask with Elizabeth Hess, part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Jenny Lakshin, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. 